The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Jesus commissions harvesters and laborers to go where he would go and to do what he would do, risking hardship and danger in exchange for the experience of great joy. They offer peace and healing as signs that the reign of God is near. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter first, say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest upon that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, The kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to Tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. So, uh, while we're recovering the microphone... uh, these guys have been with us already at two services, and so they know their lines very well right now. So we are so glad um, that you can hear our story, and we thank you for all your support for the Appalachia Service Project. Um, it was time for me to go again. It had been about two, three years since I'd been, and uh, I now remember how hot it is in Kentucky, and uh, boy, did I sweat. I don't remember sweating like that. Every day we were working outside in the sun, uh, cutting at, at the sawhorses, cutting timbers for inside for studying and for all sorts of wall support. So I think I've cleaned my pores to a whole new level uh, in, in the sweat that was going on. But nonetheless, um, we went to Hazard, Kentucky, and Hazard is a beautiful, the, the trees and the, the way you get down there in the valleys of the, the forests on the trees are just never, they never get old. Um, but there's so much new development going on, shopping malls that didn't used to be there and all kinds of stuff. So we worked very, very hard during the day and we sweat, I think, buckets and buckets. But um, it's always just the magic of Appalachia Project um, is still strong. And so you're going to hear about it. And uh, again, we thank you for your support so that we can go down and do this project. But I'll let you. We have five teams and some have left, but each, each crew has uh, two adults and um, three uh, younger people. And so that is a or four. 
Or four. Okay, whatever. Depends. Okay, so why don't we start? Uh, and this year, one last thing, we had returning uh, Appalachia workers who had gone from Upper Dublin when they were in high school. And so there are the 20, we call them the sort of the 20 to 30 year olds that came back. And for some of us who've gone many, many years, this was a double joy because we got to work with them when they were the younger persons and now we got to work with them as they are older. And, uh, and I think it's just a testimony that they wanted to come back while their lives have gone in due directions. So thank you for returning. Okay, where's the mic? All right, why don't you start with introducing our crew? Oh, I'm on your crew. Why don't I come over here? Hi, everyone. I'm Evan. Uh, my group for ASP this year was Pastor Diane, of course, Sean, uh, Lindsay, and Justin, and Maddie Aldinger, but she left early. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, this year we had a, a house uh, in rural Shabby's, Kentucky, right? Uh, and the homeowner was named Steve. He was about 55 years old. He was a sweet dude. Um, and his wife, Rose, and she came home from the hospital around Thursday because she's having some health issues. Uh, but they were super sweet, and our project was uh, helping them take out drywall and put up drywall, except we went to take out the ceiling, and we found out that it was much more than drywall, so our, our week was pretty long. Uh, but we got a lot done, and we fixed their ceiling pretty well. Uh, you carried the stove out and broke the, the walkway. Yeah, so the group before us um, <laughs> made a ramp, but I broke it, you know. So it just goes like that sometimes, but. Uh, yeah, and we, we did end up getting a lot of the drywall done. Uh, but it's a big project, and the next ASP group will take that. Okay, I'm John, and I had the pleasure of working with Lucy, Emily, Ellie, and Elise, and our first timer, <laughs> Ginny. Um, and we were working for Miss Mary, and we replaced their uh, porch and did a lot of work on their uh, kitchen floor and hallway floor and a variety of other things that wound up showing up along the way, but we helped them out any way we could. Uh, good morning, my name is Mike and I had the pleasure of serving alongside Bryn, Becca, Earl, Topper, and Devin Jones who showed up late and left early. But, uh, <laughs> and so... Are you one of those old she groups? had a wedding. One of those older groups of the, that came back? Yes, we were a college group. Yeah. And um, so our job coming into the week was putting up uh, a tin roof, a okay. tin roof. There was another chance um, But coming. that job quickly turned into a um, support project where we had to um, resupport this roof, which if we had started to do this uh, tin roofing, uh, it basically was just the roof. There was nothing to support it. So um, we had to um, quickly change our plans and adjust but uh, we were able to do so, and we had a fantastic group. And we served um, til uh, a very nice lady named Tilda, uh, a little three-year-old named Liam, and a 10-year-old named Delilah. Um, on our crew was Sam, Woody, Rihanna, Catherine, and Chris, who left early. Uh, um, our pro <laughs> oh, my name's Jory. Uh, um, our project was replacing the band joists, but that, that turned into more things, like always. We had to do the floor joists and the siding. Um, our person's name was Sherry. She was a lovely woman. There was a lot of jokes at our work site all the time. Okay, hi, I'm Nora. 
Um, my crew was Bia, Renee, Ray, uh, Solomon, and Natalie, but she left early. Um, <laughs> That's a weird last name. So many people in sister left early too. Um, so we worked on a floor and um, it was in the laundry room and there were four layers so we had to take out the whole thing because there was like a corner that was rotten and um, we also put uh, like nice flooring down like throughout the kitchen and the homeowners were really nice and it was really good to work with them because they were helping a lot. That is, that is something I'm remember on the, the house. Uh, with these guys, um, but I think what's funny is this was the year of multiple layers. Bob had multiple layers on his. We started out, they're like, you're gonna have to replace this floor, and we were like, okay. So Renee are like, we'll take out OSB, there might be something under it. So there was a second floor, so we're like, all right, we'll take out the second floor. So I have the whole crew in there, they're trying to pull up OSB, there are these huge nails. I mean, they were gigantic, so they pull up the first piece, and they go, there, there's another floor, so we're like, okay, no problem. There can't be another floor, but it was ASP, so there was a third floor. So we're like, well, that has to be the last floor. So we pull up the third floor, yet you know where it's going. There was a fourth floor. So it turned out what they'd actually done in order to level their room off, prior ASP group had actually taken pieces of wood under their OSB and, and just leveled the floor that way. So we did replace, um, we did replace four floors um, in a one-floor house, which is, is just a feat in itself. Um, but we do we talk about ASP magic, and, and four floors in one-floor house is pretty amazing. But the one thing we, we talk about, and I want to make sure that we hit here, is um, you know we just passed Pentecost, um, and we're now in the season where we we're going to remember that we talk about our ASP God moments, um, and it really is the Holy Spirit upon us. It's the idea that we're sent out to be disciples, we're sent out to serve. And all these stories you hear is because when, you know, Jesus did ascend and the, the Holy Spirit came down, the idea is all these things are so that we are not alone. Um, and what's amazing to me, and when you think about the Spirit and you think about the people, people who have gone with us, you know, Matt Evers is in there, Ed Bremmy's out there, Bruce Wechter's going on a trip with us, Claire Thompson's going on a trip with us, Caitlin Elgard. There are so many people who have been with us on ASP that are still connected to the church. And what's super cool to me is Becca and Sean and Renee are now considered full-fledged adults, meaning they have driving privileges. Woody we call the fake adult because he was an adult that couldn't drive. Uh, but then we also have college-age students. Um, and one of the amazing things that Upper Dublin does well and has always done well is created this sense of community. Um, earlier this year when I said to the college students, you know, last year they're like, we really miss it and you're going on SP and I wish I could go. And I got like six of those and I go, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes, so let's try this. And we did, and it worked out well. And we have two college uh, age group um, teams that have come back. And Becca hit me up and said, I really miss this. I really miss Upper Dublin. Would it be okay if we came? And everybody I said, Becca's coming. And they were super excited to see Becca coming back. So again, one of the things that I say we do is we send people out, but we're always sitting here, and Upper Dublin is a church with open arms. And that's the most amazing thing. So what I, I want to make sure I also take the time in is all that you do for these youth is amazing. But what you've also done with your prayers, your financial support to make this work, is something that we cannot put into words. So in all the stress, all the fundraisers, the donations you've given, the time you give, 
when you come to visit events, or when you just ask the youth or the adults about this trip, it, it, is, it is very important because it's those kinds of things that have 25, 26, 27 year olds coming back to be adults with me on this trip, trusting me still. Renee's first year, she was on my crew. So I must not be terrible because here she is. Um, but I do, I thank you all very, very much from the bottom of my heart for everything that you do and for all the leaders who come with us and for Diane, 15 years plus we've been doing this and, and it's magical and special every year. All right, I wanna share a little bit about our homeowners and our project that we did. Um, so our homeowners were, I don't know, probably about 40. Yeah, Ray's old. age, really old. <laughs> um, so Derek and Christina, they were always there every day. They were helping us out wherever they could, um, even if that was just standing around and having a conversation. I think it was really great. Our youth really got to know them, as well as Ray and I. Um, Derek actually used to be a carpenter, so he would magically have things done when we got there that in the morning. It was fantastic, so that just meant we got to spend more time with him. Um, and he was a very interesting guy. He was awesome. It was um, kind of like he and Ray were the same person, so working with two Rays for the week was um, very interesting. So support hugs for Renee. Yeah, <laughs> but it was great. Um, and so I think that was just awesome. Um, seeing almost every aspect of ASP from being a youth and being on staff and now being a, a real adult. Um, it's been, like I always love the construction part, but the just the sense of community and the relationships that you build, it's, it never fails to be the best part about ASP every year. I'm gonna abbreviate the story that I told, the 745 and the 9 o'clock, because there's some other things I wanna get to. But, um, so basically my little God moment was, like I said, we we're gonna be working on some tin roof, but before you can put the tin roof on, there has to be this waterproof roof membrane that you lay down first. And the ASP group that was here prior to us had put it down, but they left it a little long so that it would hang over the side of this wall that we were gonna be uh, resupporting. And in order to resupport the wall, we had to see what was under this piece of tarp that was hanging down. And I really didn't want to get up on the ladder because it was super hot. So I said to Bob, man, I really wish I could see under this piece of tarp. And just as soon as I said that, this amazing uh, gust of wind came out of nowhere and blew this tarp right up so that we could see underneath, um, so we could see what we needed to do just for a few seconds. Um, so that was my God moment, but I just want to say, Bob and Becca will tell you how hot it was and how miserable it was, how sweaty and disgusting it was on our work site all week but I'm completely convinced that they're unbothered by the heat because these two just never stopped working. Um, we ha I drank about eight bottles of water a day, but when I would tell Bob to come down from the attic or Becca to get off the ladder and get a drink of water, they would say, yeah, yeah, I'm coming, but like half an hour later, they would still be up there and just keep working. I've never seen anything like it, so I couldn't have asked for two better leaders. Mike told you a little bit of, of how hot it was, the working conditions, but the, uh, the God moment for me was, was working with these guys. And the, the, it, when, when it's that hot and miserable, it's really easy to be snarky and to uh, snap at people. And I'm telling you, there was not a crossword in the, the entire week. There was nothing but support and kindness. And, you know, are you guys okay? Do you need water? Can I do this? 
when one of us had Peter out, another one would go up and take over. It was just the way it should be, and these guys are the best. Um, when we, uh, you know, we'd be working in the attic, we'd be drenched. We'd come down, these guys working on the siding were also drenched, but it was because of the rain. It was, uh, it was just a great week. No, thank you guys. Um, so my God moment was like in the beginning of the week, we could use her bathroom and we noticed like there was a string through the um, screen door. So she went out like Wednesday um, to grocery shop and we picked up a handle for the screen door and put it on and we were all just watching while she got out her keys to open the door. And she was just like so thankful for like the littlest things that we put on the screen door. So um, our homeowner, Miss Mary, she spent most of her day sitting out um, in her chair out on the carport, and that's where we would go and get our water breaks. We would sit there and we'd talk to her, and we were um, replacing her porch, as you said, and she casually mentioned during the week, oh, I really hope that you guys are like, it's in the, I really hope that I can get a roof over the porch. That way I can like, cause it gets really hot and she's older, so I can spend um, my time out there because she prefers it over there where she can like sit out on the street and watch everybody as they come and go. And um, we learned later from the staff that sadly ASP just, that's not something that they were able to do. They don't put roofs over porches. So um, at the end of the week, um, usually we buy uh, a gift for the homeowners, and we thought, oh, this is perfect. We're going to buy her an umbrella and stand because, sadly, so we put it up, we bring it out to her. She has her eyes closed. She opens her eyes, and she was just so, like, overjoyed, and she almost broke down in tears, and we said, Miss Mary, we know that um, you really would like to have a porch, and you know that we can't build you one. I'm sorry, but we bought you this umbrella so you'd be able to spend your time out there and um, she hugged us and she said you girls are such a blessing and so that was my god moment Sorry. Um, yeah so I was on the same crew with Miss Mary um, and my god moment happened um, Friday morning so kind of as Emily mentioned um, all week Miss Mary had kind of been sitting in her chair on the carport out back. Um, and so we would see her walk, we would walk by, we'd say hi, of course. Um, um, because she had a little bit of trouble like walking around her house. So like a previous crew had built like a ramp so she can get into her back door and stuff. And so she spent most of the week sitting out there, um, always willing to talk to us, but she was sitting. And then Friday morning, we were up to our usual goofiness. And so we were starting, we did the Macarena. And she jumped right up and she did it with us. So this little old woman who had trouble walking, she got up and she did four full turns of the Macarena with us. And so that was really cool for me to just be able to see the joy that we got to bring to her. So that was awesome. I'll talk again if I need to. <laughs> um, ooh. So I can talk about anything? <laughs> okay, so, um, uh, finally. Um, 
So at our house, um, we had Derek and Christina, and they were always so helpful, and they would always like do stuff for us like overnight, so we really had more time to like spend time with them. And they would always have the funniest stories about like their lives and they really just we bonded a lot over the week and it felt like at the end of the week I wasn't really helping someone in need I was more of helping just like some close friends so our uh, work site we had uh, uh, Steve who was sitting on the front porch most of our time together and Steve was just a wonderful guy he had no teeth they'd pulled all his teeth out in one day when he had pyorrhea about 10, 20 years ago, which made me just, whoa, uh, the pain must have been awful. So he could not get surgery for his multiple problems. He had a hernia, but his heart was too bad, so they couldn't operate on the hernia, and he had, um, he had a sciatica in his leg, so he could only stand five minutes, and then he'd have to sit down. And um, also he had the whole heart, congestive heart failure going on, but his mostly was missing his wife, Rose, who was about nine years older than he. And she was in the hospital, and every day he'd get in this dilapidated little car and disappear. I guess he went down to the hospital, and he just, every day, well, I'll just hope that today's the day that Rose is going to come home. And all he could do is sit and think about his wife. They're so in love after, I don't know, 40 years together. So that was just powerful. We couldn't wait to see Rose because she was supposed to be just this little little thing. Well, she did come home on Thursday, and we helped her up the ramp, and... Um, I said, what do you think of the ramp? Because it, it was a ramp the other crew built, and you go up this way, it's like a wheelchair ramp. And she could walk up that without you know, uh, losing too much oxygen. So she said, this is really fine, this is really fine. So she was feeling better the second day and could talk a little more with us. But we, um, we also, Steve would talk with us you know, and sit out on the porch. So for our gift, we give a gift to them. We bought them big uh, Adirondack plastic chairs from Lowe's, I think it was. And, and it had a little drink holder on the side so you could you know, pour, pull that out and put it. We bought pillows for their backs so the two of them could sit on the porch. And the fun was yesterday we giving it to them and both of them trying out their new chairs. And she said, oh, this is mighty fine. I like this. And he said, this is great because it was bigger than his other chair. And they liked the little drink holders because he was always, it was so hot you had to have a, a fluid. So um, I feel good about that. But they also had two little kids across the street that were not their relatives, but were renting the trailer home that they owned across the street. And uh, Silas and John would come over every day. They were in sixth grade and fourth grade, I think. And they worked with us, and uh, they just loved all of our college kids here, and um, they were very good with them, I have to say. You spent a lot of time with them. Sean was in sweating and measuring sometimes, and you were out cutting and measuring, and the kids were always with us. They were always with us, but uh, we took them on a picnic also. <laughs> we were the only crew that seemed to have brought some kids on the picnic, and uh, they swam with the, everybody in the lake, and um, you know, it's just how you get so close so fast, and it's just so hard to leave, and so when they left, the crew before us had left the kids, and they hadn't written them in, in, in a week, but they were so disappointed that they had played with them and said they'd write and they hadn't heard from them. So I think they were a little distant yesterday when we were leaving, we couldn't understand why, but they had a dog also we loved dearly and we, we all cried when the dog, saying goodbye to the dog, it was like a, looked like a German Shepherd that was a dachshund size. <laughs> Name was Pup, I don't know how, that, how it happened, but anyway, uh, we did get to say goodbye to Pup, but uh, it was just a glorious time once again, and after thousands of times going, it never loses its charm and tug, and it's always reforming to me to think about the way those folks live and what little they have. And also, this year, the Appalachia Project is giving Bibles to our families. 
Um, many of them I know have Bibles. They're quite more, many of them are so religious. But we are to find Bible verses that meant something to us and put a sticky note in the Bible and highlight that in the Bible that they're going to be receiving. And each crew for the five weeks that work on their home will be doing this. So they'll be getting this little Bible with all their crews, Bible verses suggested for them. So that's, that's uh, kind of a nifty thing, I think, this year. So anyway, thank you so much. It's, it's always a joy to um, hear all of these things. And I'm sure more will come out later. And, and uh, maybe we'll have a, a PowerPoint show sometime and maybe a potluck or whatever. But um, anyone have a closing remark? I could tell you guys a funny story about what we did to Devin Jones. I'm not talking. To, I'm not talking about the cake in the face. I'm talking, should I? No. Okay, now I guess you guys have to know. Not what we did. Um, thank you guys for all the amazing support. Um, we could not have done this without the congregation and all of you. So um, I'll keep it short and sweet. But again. This is your trip as much as it is ours, so thank you.